Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Tip of the Spear with your Missoula County Commissioners. I'm Dave Strohlmeyer. I'm joined by Commissioners Josh Slotnick and Juanita Vero. We have a special guest, Chantel Gaynor. She's the director of our Community Justice Department. And we're delighted to hear a little bit about what your department does and and, and I guess maybe the, the origins of the department because it's a relatively new department and it's an outgrowth, at least partially, of our Relationship violence services. Relationship <laughs> violence services. How quickly I forget. Thanks. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me here today. I'm, I'm really excited to be here and really excited to, to talk to community members. Well, Community Justice Department was formed out of the merger of what had been called Relationship Violence Services, which was Missoula County's crime victim services focused on uh, both helping folks uh, access orders of protection as well as move through the criminal justice system. And that has been uh, in partnership with the city since our inception in 1985. Um, communities grappling with what is justice and community justice have expanded their views of how to best serve community um, by adding services over the years. So it, it used to be that when we talked about the justice system, we were talking about law enforcement, prosecutors, and courts, um, and public defenders, depending on if they were in the county, which used to be in Montana, or with the state. Um, and then over the years, the justice system has wanted to be able to have a, a richer, better impact uh, that includes care for people in the justice system, and that has included victim services and services for folks who are defendants. So as Missoula County has been grappling with this, uh, we went through a process and decided that a merger, which focuses on the services within the justice system, would best be housed under one department, so Community Justice Department. So we're here to serve the folks who are involved in the justice system, but we're not the law enforcement, we're not prosecutors, public defenders, or courts. We are uh, largely social workers. <laughs> Thanks. So Chantel, when people think about the justice system, we recognize typically that folks who are involved in that system play very specific roles and it feels very adversarial, almost like a contest. So you have the aggrieved and the accused and a, a county deputy attorney who's playing the role of prosecutor and then a defense attorney or a public defender. And, and somebody's gonna win and somebody's gonna lose. And there's law enforcement that kind of made the thing happen and the judiciary is sort of like a referee. It feels almost like a contest. So people may hear about all oh, this new community justice department and they may ask, well, who are you for? In this, in this adversarial contest, who are you for? That is a, a good question. Um, well, first off, it is an adversarial process uh, set out in the constitution and it's, it's meant to uphold rights and to ensure that particularly the accused have a fair hearing and folks aren't getting railroaded into the justice system. Um, and over the years have come to understand that uh, victims' rights, which were not in the Constitution, also needed to be attended to. So within this system, yep, we have that adversarial system that is meant to be arduous. Who we stand for? Individuals who need support. And it doesn't matter if you're the defendant or the victim, it's a hard process. And in fact, workers in the justice system are impacted by this as well. So uh, usually the stories that bring people to the justice system are hard ones, uh, hard loss. Um, it could be the loss of a family member. It could be prized possessions that got stolen, but it has a deep emotional impact um, as well as sometimes a deep physical impact. And, um, and even workers hearing those stories every day have impacts. And so our job is to help support people as they go through the justice system. The, the prosecutors and defense attorneys and courts are gonna figure out the, the guilty, not guilty. 
But in the meantime, do you need help finding housing? Do you need help uh, talking to your landlord? Do you need help uh, accessing the, the services that you have through work, but you don't know how to access them? That's what we're here for, is to, to give you the, the support that you need as you're going through this very hard time. In some ways, it's like when folks enter the medical system and you yeah. don't know how confusing and hard the medical system is until you're in it, and there's a social worker at mm -hmm. the hospital who's there. They're not there for the doctor. They're not there for the surgeon. They're there to make sure that your process through the hospital is supportive. That's more or less what we do. That's great for anyone who's in it. Yes, anyone who's in it and sort of within the purview of services that we're, so there's, there's definitely services that we don't have anything to do with, uh, particularly say, um, the prison, which is run by the state, we don't have anything to do with that. So it's county-based, county-level services. So the word justice can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people at various times in their lives even. Um, from old school retribution to public safety to personal kind of redemption or restoration. Yeah. So what does justice mean to community justice department? That is a complicated question and a really juicy one, and I appreciate being able to tell you my view of it, but the Justice Department serves Missoula County, so it's not just us. It's also, what do our citizens think about justice? What do you three think about justice? It is a much broader question than just our department. Um, but our lens is that it is uh, about balance and accountability, and that it's helping people get to wellness and restoration. Um, but Absolutely, the criminal justice system serves up something that looks like retribution for some folks. And for some victims of crime, that might be exactly what they need. And for other folks, it looks like um, the mental health services that you need to recover from substance use disorder. And for some folks, that's justice. So our job is to uphold the individual's needs. And as individuals hold different ideas of what justice is, we're going to help them find their pathway there. Great. And the, the county currently is going through a strategic planning process, and um, I understand that your department, not unlike what we're trying to accomplish as the county as a whole, went through a strategic pl planning process recently. Maybe just tell us a little bit about how that went, if there's anything that was surprising maybe uh, or unexpected that emerged out of that. Absolutely. Well, it was a phenomenal process. Uh, we were lucky enough to be able to work with a consultant, her name's Keegan Flaherty, um, who really has a tremendous amount of skill for bringing people together and fostering really important conversations. And we went through a series of steps to look at, you know, what are we doing now? What are we doing well? What does the county need in terms of a department like us to be doing? We were able to work with uh, stakeholders both inside the county, so folks like the county attorney's office, district court judges, as well as external, so um, some service providers, uh, some non local nonprofits, including the Innocence Project and Office of Public Defender, and really engage those voices in helping to flesh out what does community justice department do. Um, I will say one of the, the things that I have been most uh, excited by is the work of our department investigating what does justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion mean while the county is also grappling with that question. And so in addition to working out our, our mission and our vision and our values, we also created a, a commitment statement, and I'm gonna read it because I don't have it memorized yet. The community justice department is aware that marginalized communities have been historically negatively affected by the justice system and have had inequitable access to systems. Through its vision and mission and values, 
the department is committed to addressing these inequities and prioritizing diversity, equity, and inclusion. So that has been a tremendous shift for us to, to center that. Um, whereas it's always been important, we haven't necessarily put it at the center of what we've been doing. That's great. So the three of us have sit in on conservative talk radio once a month. And it's great to hear what people have to say. And when we talked about JEDI, justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion, a lot of people responded with such fear and anger and pain and thinking that you could hear it in their voices that, uh, well, this is racism. You, this sounds like you're going to take things away from people who aren't, quote, marginalized to give them to the people who are. And that's unfair, too. So how would you respond to that? Well, one of the things that I love about Montana is that our values really are very similar in many, many ways. And most Montanans believe in a fair shake, a fair process and fair treatment. That is not a conservative or liberal value. That is fairness at the heart of what we do. And really, when we're talking about justice, equity, diversity and inclusion, we're talking about fair treatment. It's just the scope of what we're thinking about. Are we thinking a little bit bigger than today? Are we thinking about what happened in the past and how maybe that set up whole communities for poor outcomes or positive outcomes? I think it's, it's we live in a big place with a big sky and a big landscape. We can think big too. And I think we can think historically and to the future. And that when we're talking about these issues, that centering them means that we remember what came before with an eye on the prize of what we're doing going forward. Great. So given all that you've talked about, not just the Jedi stuff, if you're gonna look out a couple years in terms of the criminal justice department, how will you measure success? Uh, when I first started doing this work, my like kind of joke was, as soon as I'm unemployed, I'll know that we finished. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten closer to unemployment yet. Um, but one of the things at the heart of what we're doing is really being able to look at the data that is collected across the justice system and use it to help measure whether or not we're making progress. Now, in, say, domestic and sexual violence, more criminal reports doesn't necessarily mean that's a bad thing. It could mean that more people feel comfortable making reports and that more people are now able to reach out for help. So while data is important, understanding the story it tells is also important. And uh, we have really built a phenomenal team and we have a, a great data analyst as well as some phenomenal leaders in our department who can help think about what that story means and how to tell it in such a way that we understand what's happening and where we're making positive change, where we've got more work to do and what comes next. Great. So can you describe the, some of the, the tensions that community justice department struggles with with the state and county policies, procedures? Sure. Well, I'll say first and foremost, um, most of our tensions really come around funding. So we have high levels of needs in our community, incredible pressures on things like housing. Um, and for folks who are struggling, oftentimes there's just not enough. And so that comes down to dollars and cents. And whether that's, it's not available at the federal level, the state level, or the local level. In terms of policies and procedures, there's, um, there's more alignment than discord. And so uh, most folks who are working within the justice system have uh, a real commitment to public service and to ensuring that our communities are healthy and thriving. I would say where some of the tension is, is looking at, are we focused on public safety with an idea that is more in that punitive side of things? Or are we thinking about public safety by resourcing folks and helping change behavior so that future behavior is law abiding? And so as we look at what programs and policies we need, that's where the tension's gonna be, is 
is, and it comes down to those philosophies of what is justice and what is fairness. You know, at the heart of if somebody has broken the rules or broken the law and gained something from it, most people would say they shouldn't be able to keep what they gained. It would be unfair. But if what's driving that is maybe a mental health disorder or substance use disorder, are we more concerned with the rule breaking or restoring what's underneath? And that's where our tensions are going to be, is what are we prioritizing? <clears throat> now, the, the work that, let, let's just face it, the work that you and your colleagues do is tough work. And that's even in, in the best of circumstances. We're living through a global pandemic that's at least here getting worse, not better. Uh, we are in a situation where at least I've heard there's, there's uh, uh, an increase in, in violent crimes in our community. So how does your staff deal with and work through uh, uh, just keeping their sanity, mental health, emotional health through all of this? Yep. It is true, COVID makes everything worse. <laughs> COVID has yeah. made the criminal justice landscape harder. Um, the tensions within families more acute. And the places where uh, people who either are acting out, out of malice and or in those places where they're under-resourced, um, we are seeing a rise in violent crime, not just in Missoula. It's a national phenomenon, uh, which is hard and uh, absolutely is something that we need to address. And staying healthy in the work is, is a good first step. So I think the first thing is to recognize the impacts that this work has. So um, there's a lot of folks who, you know, put their head down and keep working, keep working, keep working and hit burnout. <laughs> and so the first thing that we can do is as a, a department and then also across the justice system, have a culture of talking about it. It's okay to say that you're struggling and ask for help. Happily, Missoula County has some resources for staff. So does the city and that um, are phenomenal benefits. Um, not all folks have the same access to those benefits. Um, having supervisors who understand what those impacts are and how to provide help. And sometimes help looks like being able to talk about it. Sometimes it might look like respite. Maybe you need a mental health day. And sometimes it, it means that you might need to lessen your caseload or, or be able to focus on um, something that is particularly driving your interest, maybe it's a, a little bit of research, you want to answer this question, you know, why, why does this one thing keep happening? And you can spend some of your work time not on casework, but on research work. So there's different solutions, but really at the heart of it, I, I would say um, having a culture and practice that one normalizes that it's hard and two has supports and solutions for you is really what we need. Thanks. So I was thinking about trying to summarize here, but what I'd rather do is just say a couple things that are kind of take home, but then give you the last word on, on this because you're the you're the expert. And what what what's really sticking for me is this idea of attention, and I'm going to call it creative tension, not an antagonistic tension, but a creative tension between things like traditional accountability and restoration. And how do we? And you mentioned the word balance. How do we balance these things? And I feel like. What makes me excited about this is it feels like an effort to really attempt to make things right for people who are within this system, acknowledging that right is different for different people, and that in itself feels like fairness. And I really like that. That, yeah. that sounds good. So yeah. send us home and then we'll say thanks. Well, I'll say good news and bad news. Okay. Bad news, the justice system is imperfect. Good news, our community has the strength to do the work that the justice system can't. So where the justice system stops, our community takes over. We, it, you know, the, the um, old bill, no child left behind, it's no person left behind. There you go. Everyone in our community has a home and a place, and it is our job to help find the supports to, to strengthen that. 
great. Thanks so much for coming. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, great stuff. And thank you for checking us out. We'll talk to you soon.